A good morning to each one of you. What a great blessing that you and I enjoy to come together as God's family, to have the sweet association that we enjoy together in the kingdom of God. No greater joy should be ours than to assemble together with like Christians with like precious faith. To sing wonderful songs that we sing and meditate together about the word of the Lord. And the exalted privilege that we have as a body of disciples to go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. You know, there used to be a saying, and I hope that we still believe it, that prayer changes things. What a wonderful blessing that we enjoy together. And it's a great joy for me to be standing before you this morning. I hope we can share some things with you that will encourage us along our life's pathway. I want to talk to you this morning about walking the king's highway. There is a great way that we can go through this life. And I believe it's described by the prophet Isaiah as we began to look at our thoughts for the morning. Isaiah 35, beginning at verse number 8. And an highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. And they shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. I want to ask you, does that sound like a way that you would like to live your life? You know, we have people that are struggling to find a way from life that fits them and that they enjoy. And here it is laid out for us, the king's highway, a way that is so much better than anything that we can possibly think about. And when you think of a highway, oh, isn't that a beautiful picture? I'd just like to go drive down that road sometime and enjoy the scenery. But that's not the highway that Isaiah was talking about. We appreciate this kind of a picture. We appreciate that kind of a road that we can go down and amble along at 75 miles an hour and get a glimpse of the beauty that God has prepared for us. But do you realize this morning while I'm talking to you about is something that is far better, far greater, and more significant than a picture of a highway that you and I might enjoy. You have to drive a long ways from West Texas to find a picture like that. But we enjoy what we have, don't we? Proverbs 16 and verse number 17. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. I want to share with you this morning some things and some wonders 
that God has prepared for us. Not something that's just common or unclean. But I want to study with you this morning something from God that is high and holy by God's standard. Not by man's standard, but by God's exalted standard and precepts. Before you today is a choice of the road that you're going to travel. There is that lowland of sin, ungodliness, that leads to nowhere in personal satisfaction, and that finally leads a soul to eternal punishment separated from God for all eternity. But there is the other road. There is that highway that leads to a good life and finally leads home to heaven after a while. That's the road that I want to travel, and I hope you have the same determination today. In Isaiah 26 and verse number 3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. I submit this morning that for us to trust in the Lord, we have that perfect peace of mind. Oh, everything's not going to go our way. We understand there's troubles, there's sorrows, there's disappointments, but yet we have a perfect peace with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So when we think about this way that stretches out before us, we must understand that he said, the unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for who? The redeemed are the ones that's walking this road that's only going to heaven after a while. Well, someone is traveling life's highway today. And today when we look at the calendar, this happens to be my time. This happens to be your time that we travel life's highway together. We have been cleansed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. There have been a lot of people that have gone before us. We can begin to think about a lot of folks that's not in our presence anymore. But yet we understand if time continues, there's going to be a lot that comes after us. But today is our time, our privilege, our opportunity to walk the highway. Isaiah said it was so simple that even fools would not err therein. That is very obvious, that it is a simple way that we can find and that we may walk that way together. Only the redeemed are walking this way. He said there's no devouring lions, there's no ravenous beast. Those are not on this road. The redeemed are walking this highway. And as you walk this highway, listen. Hear the songs that they sing. You know, Brother David led a song that is not one of my favorites. But it has a good meaning to it. The joy of the Lord. If we'd sing about half of that, it'd be wonderful. 
I call them 7-Eleven songs. They've got seven songs and they have seven words and they sang it 11 times. But the joy of the Lord is so precious. And you know, as we walk life's about, it's not anything uncommon to hear somebody, you can't hear them, but think about those farmers out there on a tractor. You know, when I used to be able to drive a tractor, every once in a while you just break out in a song. How many times have you been around ladies in the kitchen and they're busy working and first thing you know, you hear a song. There used to be a family in, in Oklahoma. They lived out in the country. They'd get up and, of the morning and she would start breakfast and they'd start together singing a song. He went to the barn to milk the cow and you could still hear them singing together and she would sing the alto and he was singing the others out in the barn. A song means something to Christians. Singing develops within us a great joy and gladness upon their heads. But you know what else he said about walking this highway? Sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Oh yes, we have disappointments. We've all had disappointments and sorrows in our life, but it's not something that gets us down. It's something that we accept by the eye of faith, knowing that that's life. But yet in our walk with Christ, there is joy and gladness in our heart. What a wonderful thought of that joy that fills our heart as we travel this way. Do you ever stop and count your blessings upon those few words? I have been redeemed. To me, there's no greater joy. There's no greater blessing than to know when I look back over the years that I have spent and made all of the mistakes, committed all the sin, the ungodliness that I've committed, that God is willing to wipe it all away. That he made a possible avenue for us to enjoy by the blood of Jesus Christ, the complete cleansing of all of our sin and all of our ungodliness. And we can stand before God white as snow instead of red like crimson. What a wonderful blessing. In 1 John 2, in verse number 2, and he is the perpetuation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. We do not need to apologize to anyone for the joy that's ours in Jesus Christ to enjoy the complete forgiveness of all of our sins. That he has purchased our soul and allows us to walk the king's highway with him all of the way through life. But when you see it, it's a highway that leads us home after a while. 
Jesus has a challenge for you. Challenge for me. He said, enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads unto destruction. And many there be that go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Jesus wants us to walk that way. And he gives us that challenge, enter ye in at the straight gate. And sometimes we misunderstand that word straight. That's a narrow passageway. And we enter that by the way that Jesus has called upon us to go. But notice, that is a way that leadeth unto life. It's not a way of destruction. It's not a way of sin and ungodliness and unhappiness and sorrow. All of those, he said, will flee away. But we have a way that leads unto life. I want to ask you, do you really trust Jesus? You know, we preach about Jesus and we talk about Jesus, but will you really trust him? Somebody said, Brother D, what do you mean? Will you trust him with your life? With your eternity? You know, this road that we're walking today does not go through the slush pits of sin. It's not the heartbreak road. It's not all the miseries of an evil life. But today, my friends, this road that we travel is a highway. That means it's far and superior above any way of life. And he said there's joy and there's gladness, sorrow and sighing. They, have flee, they flee away and they don't walk this way. Praise God, he's allowing us to walk this way together today. And there is happiness on this way. And look where it's going, my friends, my brothers and sisters. Yeah, it's going to heaven. That's the destination that I want, and I hope and pray that you also would like to have it. We read in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, beginning at verse number 14. For they shall say such things, declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of the country from which they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now, they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. We believe that there is something better waiting for the people of God. And God, thank you for all that you've done. Revelation 14 and verse number 13, he said, I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. From henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. So when we think about all of the things that the Lord has given unto us, all the promises that are waiting for the Christian family, those that are walking the road to heaven, Brings us back to this. Jesus said we need to enter the straight 
gate. Why? He said, for many will seek to enter in and shall not be able. Why? Because he said, the master has shut the door. When Jesus is going to shut that door of opportunity, there's not going to be another opening. There's not going to be the second chance. But the challenge is that we enter that door. And you know what he said they're going to do? He said they're going to be standing outside knocking. Lord, open to us and let us in. But what was his response the second time? I know you're not whence you are. What happened to these people? They had missed the golden opportunity. And he said, I don't know you. I don't know where you come from. You're not my people. And he's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Do you want to hear that? You know what the saddest picture is? I can't imagine anything any worse. That him saying, too late. Too late? You just missed heaven. The door of opportunity, if you haven't accepted, is open today. Today, not yesterday. Yesterday's gone. It's in the history books forevermore. We don't have tomorrow. We talk about what we're going to do tomorrow. We make plans for the week. We make plans for next week or maybe even next year. But we don't have that. Today is the only time that we have. Right now is the only time that we really have. We don't know that we're going to be able to walk out the door and go home. One day, that door of opportunity is going to be closed. Paul put it this way in 2 Corinthians 6 and verse number 2. He said, for he said, I've heard thee in a time accepted, in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We can understand that, can't we? Right now is the only time that we have to do anything. You chose this morning to take this time, this opportunity to assemble together with the family of God and to worship God. That was a great decision on our part. But yet today, right now, as we make decisions, is the only time that we're ever going to have. The apostle said again in Hebrews 3 and verse number 15, while it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the day of provocation, 
Don't just go out and harden your heart. Oh, I'm not going to do anything about that today. Wrong decision, right? Today is the only time that we have. What will close the door? He said the master will rise up and shut the door. What's going to close your door of opportunity? Hebrews 9, verse number 27, And it's appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Death is going to close the door of opportunity for a lot of people. I hope that we make a decision before that time. And maybe not only that, but how about the return of Jesus? Which also said, you men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which you have seen, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. What if Jesus comes back this afternoon? Oh, somebody said, ah, that's not going to happen. How do you know? The Father is the only one that knows when that's going to be. But you know, when the door of opportunity is closed, you cannot enter. The day of opportunity will be gone forever. And tomorrow may be too late if you haven't already accepted it. And then what's going to happen? Jesus said there's going to be some that are standing outside knocking. Pleading to come in. There's going to be those that are crying. Not only are they crying, but they're wailing. And he said they're gnashing their teeth. Standing on the outside. Saying, please, Lord. Please, Lord, open the door and let us in. But his answer was, I don't know you. Their plea. Yes, Lord, you know us. We walked in the same streets with you. We ate with you. Remember, Lord, you really do know who we are. But he said there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. In Matthew 7, verse 21 through 23, again he said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say unto me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and in your name cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works? Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Same thought. There's going to be those that will cry and plead and beg, let us in, Lord. Didn't we do all of these things in your name? Be sure you make it right. 
But there's another side to that picture. There's going to be a time in your imagination that the father will say to Jesus, Son, go bring the children home. What a wonderful thought that Jesus is coming, but only the Father knows when that time is. In Matthew 25 and verse number 34, Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So we have the fact that Jesus is going to do what he said. There's a time that he's come to take the children home. Revelation 22 and verse number 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have a right to the tree of life and enter in through the gates into the city. There's going to be much rejoicing and happiness on that day. When in the voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. The rejoicing and the happiness of the homecoming day. What a day that's going to be. You know, sometimes we get together and we have family reunions and we hug and we appreciate everyone and, and we get to see those that we don't get to see very often. But on that day, we're going to get to see all of the saints of God that have been throughout all of the ages, gathered around the throne of God for all eternity, praising and singing and worshiping God. I'll tell you, if you don't enjoy to get together like we are enjoying this morning, you won't enjoy heaven. Because that's what's going to be. They're going to be singing praises to God. They're going to worship God. They're going to enjoy a great eternity gather around the throne of God. And heaven will surely be worth it all. I want to ask you a question. Do you think it's important to confess Jesus Christ? Well, I don't know. I haven't thought too much about it. Think. Jesus said, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Now won't you just think about that verse for just a moment and answer me, do you think it's important for us to confess Jesus Christ? What if you come before God and Jesus says, Father, I don't know them. But those that have confessed his name, those that have obeyed the gospel, he said, I know them, come. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Do you realize this morning that judgment is surely coming? For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. 
that everyone may receive of the things that he's done in the body according to that which he hath done, whether it's good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, Paul said we persuade men. Do you think that's important? But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. What do you think about verses like that? Today, Jesus is standing at the door of every person's heart. He wants to come in and ask you to come walk this highway with us. When he said, come unto me all ye that labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Didn't we find it was a place of joy and peace and contentment? Sorrow and sighing are not going to walk this way. The prophet Isaiah said, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thought, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon when you think about walking this way, look at the blessings that he said. Seek the Lord while he's near. Call on him while he can be found. Don't wait, but do it now. He said, let the wicked forsake his way. The unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. And he will abundantly pardon. Isaiah 1 in verse number 18, Isaiah again said, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. The Lord has promised to make that much of a change within the hearts of men and women. To remove all of that sin and the ungodliness and to put in its place peace and joy and happiness. Do you realize today that Jesus is waiting with outstretched arms, inviting everyone to come walk this way with him. He said, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. I want to tell you this morning, if you have any hesitation, you're not going to have to walk this way alone. I want you to think with me for just a moment, if you will. Who's walking this way? This straight and narrow way that leads from here to heaven? Look out there on the road of Christianity as they march toward heaven after a while. And you see some newborn babes. Just like we have newborn babes in our family today. There are newborn babes in the family of God. Those that just obeyed the gospel. They're struggling. They need someone to hold them up. And Jesus said, you're going to fall. 
But he said, I'll pick you up and stand you back up on your feet when you do. There's those that have matured just a little bit further on down the road. And they have grown to be men and women in the family of God. God is depending upon them. And those in the lifespan that have reached maturity in the church. And they're out working. They're inviting others to come. Come walk this way with us. It's the best way of life forever. And here we are. We have babes. We have teenagers. We have Yes, we have those that have reached maturity. And I challenge you, look on down the road just a little bit further. See those old gray heads? They've been walking this way a long time. And they give you the assurance that it's all worthwhile. And Jesus is saying unto every one of them, be faithful. Make it all the way, even if it costs you your life. And he said, I'll give you a crown of life after a while. We're all walking this road together. But what a pleasant trip it is for the journey. Jesus leading us and guiding us, taking care of us as we walk the way together. But where does it lead? It all leads to heaven after a while. Jesus is our companion for the journey. Every step of the way, he'll pick you up when you fall. When the devil bruises you, he will comfort you. When you cry, he will wipe away the tears. When you hurt, Jesus cares. This is walking the king's highway with Jesus all the way to heaven. But we have to make the start. If you haven't entered that highway this morning, why? It's the best way. It's a highway of life. It doesn't go through the sin valley and the ungodliness and all of the heartaches. But it's a highway. You do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, don't you? I believe that you do. Would you say, well, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to follow Jesus. That's called repentance. And as Jesus said, if you'll just confess my name before men, I'll confess you before the Father of heaven. Are you willing to just say, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? And then Jesus said, if you would believe and be baptized, you would be saved. And he adds daily, daughters are being saved to the kingdom, to the church. Acts 2.47. Perhaps you've done that. Maybe you're one of those that have stumbled and fallen. And you're waiting for Jesus to pick you up. He's waiting. Patiently pleading. 
standing at the door knocking. Will you open? Will you let him come into your life while you have this time, this opportunity? While together we stand and sing.